Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, a D&D actual play 5e adventure of the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. My name is Thomas, and I'm your DM. For the characters, we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Last, we left our adventurers. They had committed themselves to saving the inhabitants of Greenest that had barricaded themselves inside the temple of the Platinum Dragon, Bahamut, a deity whom Fleeple has pledged himself to. Having successfully distracted the cultists that were surrounding the back of the temple, Mal and Lance barged their way through the temple and tried to coax the members out the back way to escape, to the keep. Having the front door being bombarded with a battering ram, the women, children, and a passive old priest found that they would rather risk escape than certain capture. Now, Fleeple, providing that successful distraction in the rear of the temple, was able to remove some of the enemies beating down the front door, Jaws style, as a giant honey badger will say. Now, this was short-lived, however, as the leader, as well as the other individuals there, were able to pop him out of his animal form with a couple of prepared attacks. However, being quick on his feet, he changed into an axe beak, dashed away towards the rear of the temple to help his friends. Mal and Lance were able to dispatch of the few remaining cultists blocking the path to the wall and were able to turn their attention inwards to the few remaining villagers who were being captured and drug out the front door of the temple. With some silent communication between Mal and Fleeple, a Legolas-style mounting on Mal's part onto Fleeple, and an anime-style confrontation, the few remaining enemies were defeated as the temple burned to the ground. Solemnly, quickly, and surprisingly somewhat stealthy, the group ushered the townsfolk to safety. So, Lance, you closed the gate, locked it, and you gave the key back to Mal, and you were the last ones to usher the rest of the people back into the keep from the underground tunnel that you have been using as your secret passage and as you make your way up into the keep there's a lot of commotion for the earliness of the hour recall it's only maybe four or five o'clock in the morning at this point so ideally most of the people should be asleep however as you make your way up you see the 30 or so individuals that you saved from the temple and they're being greeted by a lot of alert citizens some of them are being embraced hugged ushered to the medical tables for those that maybe have been singed by the fire but This commotion is not just a result of the 30 people entering the keep here, and you know that. You see a flurry of activity, some soldiers running out of the keep towards the walls, including a familiar red-headed dwarf who is rushing out, which is accompanied by a symphony of keys jangling as he runs out the front door. So, you find yourself amidst this chaos. What do each of you do? I'm going to take off my cultist robes and just... slyly hide them behind a barrel or I'll put it in my pack or whatever. She just quickly unbuttoning and shoving it down into your pack. Are we in, like we came up through the cellar and out into the middle of the keep, right? Yeah, so you are in that main room area, which is small banquet hall, if you will. Mal will go up to the priest um, and just say, "Uh, there seems to be some activity up here. Let's um, if you want to gather your people, maybe we go downstairs, back into the cellar. At least you'll be safe down there until we can sort what's going on. Your people have clearly been traumatized. Sorry. Um, can we just go downstairs? As you are saying this to him, you see that some of the soldiers that are staying in this room are waking individuals up, trying to usher them down the stairs as you had just 
had thought about as well. And so the priest, he goes, oh, what a wonderful idea. Look, look. Uh, and he, he grabs the immediate few around him and he ushers and says, why don't we wait downstairs as uh, this wise adventurer has suggested here? Thank you. And thank you again for saving us. As Mal is doing all that, could I keep my ears perked as an elf would? And just try and listen to see if I hear any little bits of information as a soldier's like, you gotta go downstairs because this is happening. Just hear any, like, little bits of information that could glean of what the heck is happening. Okay, go ahead and roll a perception check, sir. Fifteen. Fifteen. As you slightly close your eyes and you're darting around, you're trying to pick out the voices of the soldiers or somebody who's in charge. And you can see some of those that are injured are being ushered down into the cellar as well. And the few fragments that you can pick up is some soldiers are saying, we need to get downstairs as quick as we can. Please pick everybody up. Wake them up. Wake them over there. Some soldiers start speaking next to you. This soldier ran in from the outside, grabs the other soldier and whispers in his ear and goes, there's something happening at the outside gate. We're not sure what, but continue to get these people downstairs and just rushes off. And the other soldier says, of course, sir, of course. And then they both split to go do their two tasks of gathering the people. I'll just, when I hear that, I'll just lean down to Fleeple. Is Fleeple, are you still a freaking axe beak? I will lean up to Fleeple and I will just whisper in the whatever ear this creature has. I'll just say, it sounds like something's going on outside right out to the gate. My eyes narrow and I debate whether I should just head right upstairs to where the action is. Now Fleeple. Do they narrow anime style? That they do. It's like super intense zoom in. There's the action lines going on in the background. Ore, ore, ore. (laughs) (laughs) So you have your anime moment. Mm Mm-hmm. There seems to be something happening outside. You are clogging the way down into the cellar, so some soldiers are like, please, move out of the way. Either go downstairs or move, please. And in a moment of split decision... I decide that I'm going to stay downstairs and wait until we get more information. So you're going to go downstairs with the rest of the uh, the townsfolk, yes? Great. So you lead the way down, Lance, Mal. I'll just hang back. I'll hang in the same spot I'm at, probably like the top of the stairs, because I'm just like eyeing everything and waiting for Mal. Same. I want to kind of survey what's going on with the... I want to be here for news and not all the way downstairs. Sounds good. So... Sleeple, you leave your two compatriots upstairs, and as most of these people are being ushered down, Lance and Mal, you both hear just some shouting come from the outside. And it's not like the shouting of, like, battle, or the shouting of multiple people. It's just, it appears to be, you hear this one woman just yelling at the top of her lungs. Fairly close. But... There doesn't seem to be anybody else that seems to be coming in from outside, and the soldiers are really trying to usher you to go downstairs. She's yelling like screaming, or she's yelling like just in panic? It does appear to be screaming, yes. You can't hear what is being said, but you do know, that because you stayed upstairs, that it, there is screaming. And you're saying it's panic screaming, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die, or something terrible is happening. Not like, not like, I'm gonna kill all of you. It's more like, ah, oh my gosh. It's not like this person's being tortured screaming. So I don't want to, I, it does sound anxious, but it's clear they're not in like physical pain or like their arms are being ripped off, if that answers your question. But there does seem to be a lot of anxiety and forcefulness to this scream. Since the guards are trying to usher us downstairs, I'd just like to get one of their attention. 
um, and Mal will say, what's, what's going on? I hear some screaming. People are in commotion. It's only like 4 a.m. So um, how do I ask this? What's going on? Please, please, if, if, if you're not going to help, we need you all to go downstairs and wait until the danger has passed. We need all of you, if, if you're not going to offer, well, I, I don't know what you can offer, but uh, just please go downstairs with the rest of the villagers. Help with what? We haven't been told anything. <sighs> just, there's somebody challenging one of our guards to hand-to-hand combat uh, at the front of the gate here. Okay. And I'll, I'll just walk downstairs. <laughs> I don't want to get involved in that. Mal will definitely go to the front gate to see some action. As you try to pass by the guard, he goes, Please, miss, if you, if you go downstairs, the danger will pass momentarily. You don't have to. This doesn't truly concern you. We, we, we have it under control. Mal will glare at him and continue on to the front gate. Uh, go and roll me intimidation check, then. 18. As he puts his hand up to you on, on your shoulder to stop you, you stare at him. And as you stare at him, his face is pretty determined. But the longer he looks at you, the more his face, the more his resolve starts to crumble. And he's, you see him visibly, like, back away. Uh, you, woman, do, do you need help over there? And he points to somebody else and says, do you need help going down? Come on, quick, quickly now. And he, he leaves you. You have free passage to the front, so to speak. Potential romance fail. <laughs> This guard will remember this. <laughs> yeah, this guard will remember this. <laughs> oh, that's so classic RPG. That's awesome. Yeah, while this potential romance is failing, I would like to turn to Lance as he gets down and give him a quizzical... Mao's flirting with a guard. Um, someone's wanting... Wanting? Someone's wanting to fight someone. You heard my true accent. Oh, yeah, no. Jacob, your accent. That wasn't supposed to come out till halfway through the campaign. I went opposite of Travis Willingham. I went English first, and now I'm going Southern. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, gosh. Someone is wanting to challenge somebody in a fight. I'm not sure. I, they told us it's best that we stay down here. And I start heading up the stairs. No, no, Beaky, no. <laughs> Lance, as Beaky, as you put it, walks up. You look down and you see this little kid who had his hand raised up to, like, touch the animal. And then Fleeple just... And the, the kid's like, oh. I will I will try and haul... I'm going to try and stop Fleeple. Okay. I want to do something different. Let's just compare strength scores here. So, as an axe beak... Axe beak is 14. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. 12. That's me. Okay. Hey, not by much though. I assume that he wants a ride, and I start like trying to <laughs> trying to lift him up onto my back. Yeah, Lance, as you're like as you're grabbing like the leg and tr- like the neck and trying to pull him down, Fleeple's oh okay, and just no, I'm not doing a mouth. Ah, and with a little maneuvering, and uh, unless you fight it too hard, Lance, an awkward mounting has occurred where you are on his back, but like draped over his back halfway and like trying to push off and i will not i will not want this i will not want this <laughs> okay so so every time fleeple tries you immediately push yourself off i'll just like eventually just like lay that i'm like i'm doing this under protest <laughs> so you just accept it as fleeple walks up the stairs the guards look over and lance you're just don't ask me your feet are somewhat dragging on the ground, but the rest of your body's like on the back. That same guard who stopped Mal doesn't even try to stop either of you. But 
While this was happening, Mal, as you rush outside, you see the front door is still closed, but the screaming is coming from, it's coming from the parapet. So as, if you wish, if you run up there, you can see that there are a couple of guards holding down another guard where the screaming is originating from. This woman guard is being almost pinned to the ground and the mayor is sort of kneeling and somewhat assisting, but mainly talking to this individual saying, you will die. I I can almost guarantee that you will die if you take this on. And, sh- and this woman just screams, I can't stand back, Mayor. Let me go. And she tries to break apart and she goes, I need to, I need to save them. Let me go. And the mayor is just hushing, talking, and and, uh, whispering to her. As soon as this is happening, you hear this voice come from outside the keep wall. You hear, Defenders of greenest, I tire and await a response. I'm feeling generous, but how long that generosity will be available is clearly up to you. And as you glance over, Mal, I assume? Yeah, if I can get to the edge of the parapet and see who's speaking. As you glance over, you see a different sight from what all of you saw earlier in the night. You see not as many enemies surrounding the keep here. In fact, it has diminished significantly, but directly at the front. You see a good ten kobolds with two of those drake-like creatures not drake-like creatures, they are drakes, with two drakes, and there is a individual, a humanoid, in a very lavish, decorative, but also armored purple getup. It's got some purple and like black mixed in with it, and then also some gold trimming a lot of the, the edges, the borders of this outfit armor. And this individual is holding a wicked spear in their hands. And this individual does seem to resemble the blue dragon that you saw earlier. In fact, if you could shrink it down, that would be what you're seeing before you. This humanoid has a tail. It's got scales, blue scales. It has a very distinct horn protruding from its forehead, very similar to the blue dragon that was attacking the keep earlier. And the air of this individual is one of power and command. And directly behind this individual, eight of the kobolds are holding prisoner four humans in rags. One seems to be a woman, and the three others are children. These prisoners are gagged, tied up, and although they don't look to have any injuries on them, they are clearly terrified. Mal, having surveyed the scene putting together pieces of information that she's heard. She will look across the guards over to where the mayor is. And as she turns, I'm standing there. (laughs) And I'm draped over him. Hello. Right about this time, Fleeple and Lance, you would be on top of the parapet as well. And both of you would have heard this challenge, if you will, from outside the wall. Mel will reach up and just give Fleeple a little scratch under his, his axe beak. Right on the soft skin, right underneath his chin. Hi, buddy. She'll cast Beast Speech, which lasts for 10 minutes. Uh, Mal, now seeing that Fleeple is here, will look past Fleeple to the mayor and just say, if, if I understand this correctly, is there a challenge being issued? Are those hostages? Is that the dragon? As you say this, the mayor looks around and goes, Oh, yes, Mal, Malamara, thank you. Uh, I... Yes, a challenge has been issued. The 
individual down in front of the gate has said that the prisoners will die unless someone offers to fight him in one-on-one combat. This guard has offered, but I fear that she will die. And as he says that, she goes, I don't care for my own life. That's my sister and her children. It's up to me. If I can't protect her, then what use am I? Mayor, let me go. Let me fight. Mal looks at uh, Fleeple and asks, is this a dragon thing? Do dragons issue challenges or duels? Are you speaking in Bach right now? I'm just sitting on Fleeple or laying on Fleeple, just looking over and going, what the hell is my life? (laughs) (laughs) Things have changed pretty drastically for you, Lance. Yeah, I went from a drunk idiot bodyguard to now I'm on a bird with another person speaking bird. Uh, um, so Fleeple having his draconic background, I'm assuming might have some knowledge about draconic beings that Ned, as a reader of the Monster Manual, might know about draconic beings. You specifically have a draconic background, therefore it's simple enough to under- to know that. Although, actually, I'm going to make you do an Arcana check, but the DC will be lower than it would be normally. And maybe maybe an Arcana or History, whichever one you prefer. Well, either one is not going to be great. That is... Where's my intelligence? Ah, that is a two. So, Fleeple, you th- you're thinking and you're, you think back and you go, hmm, hmm, yes, hmm. Mal is talking in my language right now. And it's surprised you so much and filled you with joy so much that you are unable to focus on the task at hand to understand... Her question, specifically the question, is this the dragon? More of like the duel is it like is that an honor thing or just It's it's hard to piece it together right now, um, in the short time frame. Given some time, maybe a different context, it might be apparent to you, but right now it's just with the shrug of his winged shoulders, Mal will then turn to the mayor, see if the mayor knows anything. Um, what are the details of this challenge? He just said He demands one-on-one combat with our strongest warrior. And in so doing, win or fail, he will release these prisoners. I truly hesitate to send anybody out there, but I can't just let him take them prisoner or murder them right in front of us. Frankly, I'm at a loss of what to do. Our town has suffered so so many casualties, so much destruction has been wrought this night that this just seems like one more situation that we could just fail at. And, And I don't know if... Ah, I'm at a loss. And you can see he's visibly frustrated of, does he send one person off to die to save four people and it be his decision or does he do nothing and then four individuals die essentially? It's eating him up. The mayor thinks for a moment more, turns to the woman and says, Birgit, if you feel this to be honorable, then I will support you as best I can in this. And she goes, thank you, mayor. Yes, please let me go. And the mayor straightens up a little and goes, men, let her up. Give her anything she needs. I will accept the challenge on your behalf and tell him to expect you in a few minutes. And she, after, after standing up, clasps the mayor, mayor's shoulder, grabs him and goes, thank you, mayor. Thank you, truly. Just take care of my sister and her children. And she walks off to get ready for the battle. Mal will stand up next to the mayor 
and say, You haven't set the terms for the challenge? May I may I hear them as you talk to the dragon? Yes, of course. Um, <clears throat> I could use some, some support right now. <laughs> dragon! Our finest warrior has accepted the challenge to one-on-one combat. In addition to releasing the hostages, what are the terms? The dragon slams his spear on the ground and goes, Excellent, humans. As promised, I will release the prisoners. Once the soldier has moved from the gate, I will release the children immediately. I have no need for these prisoners here. But I will keep the woman to guarantee that it will be a mighty fight from your warrior. No other interference is to be allowed. This is strictly one on one. And as he says that, he looks at each of his kobolds surrounding him, and he ignores the mayor for a second, and he goes, If any of you attempt to join this fight, I will cut you down before I destroy the human. And he's just, his eyes are piercing, and the kobolds all shrink from him. Also, if any of them attempt to join... And he points to all the soldiers on the wall. Then cut the human's throat where she stands. Understood? And as he says understood, he looks to the kobolds and to the mayor. As the dragon was speaking, can Mal lean over to the mayor and whisper? Ask him what ends the duel. Is it to death? Is it to disarm, like disarmament? Is it to unconscious? Dragon is the battle to the death. And the dragon just cackles. <laughs> it would not be a glorious fight if our very lives were not in the balance. To the death, human. No other terms may be accepted. This is all fascinating. So I'm still draped over. <laughs> You're draped over Fleetball as an axe beak. It's all fascinating, but uh, Mal, Malamara, I'm not sure if this is our purview. We're not necessarily, this isn't our fight. Don't know why we're up here. But it's not her fight either. And it just, it does not feel weird to anyone else that like... I think it's literally, it's literally her fight. It's her sister. I mean, if there's anyone to fight, it's her. So. What, what is his end game? What's the point? Well, I'm not sure we're going to ever find that out from up here. And I'm not sure he's going to tell anybody about that. We will if we fight him. We can't fight anybody. He's asking for one person, and you will get stepped on. I will get stepped on, and Buckbeak here might be able to have a couple tricks up his sleeve, but we can't do that. No one, no one's going to win in this fight. And then it pans up to my head real quick, and you see, like, cartoon thought bubbles with, like, cartoon uh, crayon drawings of each of us fighting against the dragon, just trying to figure out who has the best chance. It just shows it just shows Mal getting stepped on, me getting stepped on, Fleeple like jumping to the side, haha gets stepped on. <laughs> Percentages are flying through the air, just hmm, eighty-five, seventy zero percent. But if he just wanted to kill someone, he would just kill them. Why is he asking for a duel? I say that we should duel him. We can't you keep saying the we. We can't duel him. He's asking for one person. If multiple people go out there, he kills them. She wants to fight for her family. Let her fight for her family. I know you get all testosteroned up in wanting to fight, but that's this is not a fight. We've been fighting for this town for feels like three to six months, but yet hasn't even been 24 hours. We've done a lot, Mal. 
I don't think this is our time to step in again. And while Lance is saying this, you see Burgett down getting armed uh, with some extra weapons, some the best armor that she could have. Um, and she's standing by the front gate, getting prepared by other soldiers. I start heading down to get into the action. Bye, Mal. <laughs> as we're going down, as I follow them down the stairs, looking at Lance on Fleeple's back, you would do nothing? You can just stand here and watch her go out there? It's not my fight. She, it's her family. If anything, if we go out there and she doesn't, she's going to feel bad if she does live, that she wasn't the one to step up and save her own family. You're taking somebody's familiar bond, their pact, and you're just saying, screw it, because I have testosterone, let me do it. I'm sorry, I just, I know I'm the reluctant person. You're the go-getter, but sometimes we don't need to take every battle we see. And this is happening while you're walking down the parapet over to Birgit, and she turns to you and nods at you, Mal, and then kind of cocks her head at the axe beak and Lance, who's still on the back of the axe beak, and focuses on her task at hand. As she prepares herself, steals her stuff, she goes... Open the doors. Fleeple's going to make a split decision based on a d20 roll. Don't you dare. <laughs> You're back. <laughs> All right. Fleeple has made a decision. The doors, and they open inward towards all of you. And you can see the small patch of dirt in front of you where the battle, the duel will probably happen. And the dragon is standing there preparing himself. And as soon as they're wide enough, I toss Lance off my back and rush out the door. If I feel him even do something, I'm holding on. Okay. Well, you can obviously feel him, but go ahead and roll me a acrobatics check to see if you can hold on. Actually, we'll make this contested. So, Fleeple, go ahead and roll a athletics check to shrug him off, and then Lance, you can roll me an acrobatics check, and it'll be a contest, contest to see who stays and who goes. I got an 18. 21. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, man. Fleeple, as you try to throw him off. No, no, Fleeple! You write yourself on Fleeple's back. Fleeple, think about what you're doing! <laughs> and uh, Fleeple, do you still rush forward with Lance? Uh, yeah, I rush forward with Lance. You son of a... <laughs> and Mal will be right behind them. Okay, so the three of you, you rush out the gate up to the half-dragon here, and you how close do you go i mean do you go right at him or do you stop or i stop just outside the gate and once again anime axe beak pose and mal will stop right next to him i'm just slapping his head no no <laughs> disrupting the anime sequence every time no 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 okay the half dragon glances at all of you and goes i was told there would be one and I see two and a creature. This was not part of the agreement. We're not fighting. We're just showing ourselves. Just give us a second. Who is my warrior? I turn to Mal and I say, be my, be my hype man right now. Goodness. People, oh, don't, what's happening? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to fight this guy. Let him know I'm going to fight him. Fleeple, Fleeple, this is a group decision. You are not listening to the group. I do not like this. <laughs> You do not get an option, and she'll point her finger at Lance. You didn't want to be here in the first place. Uh, well, I'm here. I'm on a freaking buckbeak back or whatever this thing's called. <laughs> Mal will look really, like, 
intensely in Fleeple's eye. No, just really serious. Are you sure? And uh, I give a little nod. So I'll grab Lance by the back of his coat to the dragon. I'll say, this is your champion, and I'll pull Lance off. Nope, not going to do that. Not going to allow that. Not allowing it. I'm fighting this. (laughs) Do a contest roll here. Mal will do athletics, and uh, Lance will do athletics or acrobatics. 19. 24. Stop it. It's true. I rolled a 19. (laughs) As you try and rip him off and Fleeple, you try and shove him off, shove him off. I should get advantage because Fleeple's helping. You, you know oh, what? come true. on. No, 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 no. That is a good point. No, it's okay. I should get advantage for moral resolve. It's a real good point. The dungeon master wants this to happen. Let's, uh... No, no, no. I'm not trying to force anything. No, I'll, the dice roll is fine. Okay, so we'll go with that. The half dragon goes, Enough of this nonsense. You mock me, humans. You can't present that challenger. Gripping on a Lance's coat. Mal's just like, why won't you let go? This isn't a fight. Then get out of the fight. Let her do it. I, I look I look directly at Lance, and though I can't speak to him, I speak to Mal, and I say, tell him that this is my fight as an acolyte of Bahamut. Lance, in Baka, Fleeple just said that this is his fight as an acolyte of Bahamut. So you gotta let go. Let him do this. I believe in him. Don't you? I just look at Fleeple. Buckbeak. Axebeak, whatever the thing is. And the Axebeak's head is turned like like an owl, completely backwards, just staring you right in the face. And I'll just say to him, you, you do this, and it's goodbye. And I get off him and walk back into the fort. And I just turn back and in Axe Beak say, Well, this isn't your fight. Didn't hear it. I know you didn't hear it, but that's okay. I step forward and I'm like, all right, Mal believes I can do it. At least somebody believes I can do it. Here we go. You send me a creature to slaughter. I asked for a battle. And I look him in the eyes and I go, Omewa Moshindeiru. And I start pawing my claws on the ground as if I'm getting ready to charge at him. He goes, <sighs> fine. And with that, he snaps his fingers and the three children are immediately cut and they just are pushed towards the gate and they run towards the open gate and Birgit, she was trying to run through, but the soldiers were holding her back. She sees the three children. She grabs the three children to rush in and she looks at you strangely creature and is just rushes into the gate, and the half-dragon goes, Well, at least this one will be quick. And I need you to roll initiative, Fleeple. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's see. That is going to be a 16. Okay. Fleeple, you are first. Thomas, as I walked into the fort, Lance immediately goes up to the ramparts and just says to a soldier, Get me a longbow. So you slowly walk in, and as you leave eyesight... <laughs> I run up the stairs, yeah. <laughs> dash, double dash. And Mal is just very defensively against the wall, watching for opportunities that if she needs to intervene on people's behalf and get out of there, she will. Okay. So, Lance and Mal, why don't you roll initiative as well? 
just in case you were wanting to do something in this battle. Come on, that's a terrible initiative. 18 for Mel. Uh, should I re-roll with my inspiration die? Yeah, Fleeple, remember that you have inspiration during this battle. Uh, that's 11 for me. Sounds good. Mal, you're technically first, but I imagine... Mal and Lance, I'm going to assume you're passive unless you specifically tell me you want to do something. I will just say the whole time, once I get a longbow, the whole time is me holding an attack to release whenever I feel like Fleeple is possibly almost gone. Okay, sounds good. Fleeple, you are first in this initiative. What do you do? I, as still an axe beak, I'm going to just rush towards him. I'm going to beak him. Okay, go ahead and roll an attack, sir. Uh, that's a 13. 13. That is a miss. So you rush up. And he he was get, preparing your spear, and as he rushes up, he just grabs the spear and, and pushes your f- face almost into the ground before you catch yourself and stand back up. And he starts to back away and circle around where you. Does he back away far enough to get an opportunity attack? Uh, no, he just stays within your range. His back is not towards you. He's just constantly moving with a spear, not pro- not expecting a sudden attack, so he's definitely on alert right now. We'll say for the sake of this battle, there's no way that either of you could really get 30 feet away from each other. You can always move up to or away from this creature. So this creature is going to take a couple, couple swipes at you with its so wicked spear that it's got. So, ooh. That is a 10 for both attacks. Dude, those both miss. Yeah, I rolled double fours for his two attacks. Well, so. an x has an armor class of 11, so thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so this first round of combat, he goes and as he smashed you almost into the ground, he goes for a double attack, just spear, spear, and you can't roll out of the way but you stand up and you back away with your feathers and you use uh, for the first attack you back away for the second one you use your actual nose to deflect the spear away no successful attack that has been landed here and he's a little bit more wary and he just holds his ground fleeple your turn all right seeing that i'm gonna do the only thing that an axe beat can do except for run and that is try and axe him again Okay, sounds good. Go ahead and roll an attack, sir. Oh, that's a critical fail. Okay, you run up and... And you trip over yourself. And you fall at his feet. And he just kind of laughs. Pitiful creature. Get up! Fight me! And I will not make you prone. You can still stand up. I I appreciate that. (laughs) But it is his turn. And he's going to make two more attacks with the spear. One with the back of the spear. And he's going to try and smack you in the face. First attack. That is a 12 to hit. 12 hits. Okay. Second attack is a 17 to hit. 17 also hits. Okay. So he's going to do 2d6. That's going to be 12 points of piercing damage to you. All right. Is that for both of the attacks? It's total. That's for both attacks together. Okay. So after the second attack connects, I'm no longer an axe beak. I'm just a kobold kind of hovering right in front of his face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Here's the first one. The second one. The white smoke apparates in his face and goes, What the? And assuming it's now back to my turn, I'm just going to cast Thunder Wave right in his face. Okay. <laughs> what type of a save is that? That's a con save DC 13. 
Okay, so as you're in the air in front of him, you're just you're falling, you need to go clap in front of his face. That was a natural 15 plus three, so that's an 18. So he saves. So he'll take half damage, which is going to be six thunder damage. Six thunder damage to him. So right in his face, knocks you back a little bit, actually. Five feet, and you do a backflip and land on your feet in the air. And he just, and his, just the shock in his face. He takes six points of damage. Wasn't expecting a little kobold to pop out there. That was your action. You still have a movement and a bonus action if you'd like. All right, so uh, did that take me out of his melee range as it kind of blew me back? Yeah, we'll say that, just for fun. All right, so I'm going to start jockeying backwards to the full extent of my movement. So I'm going to move 30 feet back. And as I do, I'm just going to be kind of taunting him like, oh, but you didn't expect this big boy, but you didn't expect this. <laughs> just indraconic. And he looks at you and he, he starts advancing towards you. Pitiful creature, I will feast upon your bones. And he just charges at you with his spear behind him and just rushing at you, sprinting. And as he gets up closer to you, just two stabs down towards you with his spear. First one is a 13 hit your armor class. It does not. Okay. Second one is a 22. That one does. Okay. So the first one, you're ready for it. You dodge out of the way, but he's too quick. And his spear, he spins it in his hand and jams it into your side. You take... Eight points of piercing damage. That's his turn. It's back to you. All right. I'm going to cast Thunderwave on him again. Okay. The bleeding, uh, taking some damage, you slap his legs, and as you do, thunder just emanates from him. He makes a con save. That is a 24 to save. Dang it. All right. Man, well, I'm still rolling pretty decent. That's another six thunder damage. All right. There you go. Six more points of damage to him. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Word on myself. I don't believe you'll be able to because Thunderwave is not a cantrip, correct? Okay, I guess I don't. <laughs> Sounds good. So, as some gear flies off of him, some like jewels or ornamentation flies off of the second Thunderwave. <sighs> From my vantage point, how is Filippo looking? Oh, he's looking horrible. He's looking terrible? Like, like oh boy, like you're kind of... You know, like wobbling because you're getting hit so much. To use a potentially archaic term, Fleeple is bloodied. <laughs> That's past half damage for any 4E listeners out there. Whose who's turn is it in the order? So with Fleeple just going, you would be next in the initiative order, Lance. All right, real quick. I'm going to look down the parapet. And is Mal basically below me? Yeah, she's pretty much directly underneath you. And Mal, you're within 10 feet of this. No, not within 10 feet. He ran 30 feet. You're a ways away from Fleeple and this guy. I'm just going to shout down, Malamara! She'll look up. I am dropping my regular healing potion down to Malamara. Okay, simple enough, Mal. I'll, not going to make you roll. Catch it. And then I will continue to... I guess that's action, but as soon as I can, I'm going to prepare to hold my action for firing if I see Fleeple go down. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, it's easy enough. You're not pouring it down, so you just bonus action, hold the attack. Now, it's going to be this person, this half-dragon, and he goes, You have some magic in you, little runt. So do I. Take a big breath in, and I need you to make a save, Fleeple. A dexterity saving throw. Come on, honey. That is 
A 16. 16. That does save. As this massive <laughs> lightning comes, starts coming out of his nose. Thunder emanates in the sky from this lightning that arcs towards you. You do take damage, but it's only half. So, let me just roll. <clears throat> okay. 14 points of lightning damage. All right. Well, it's been good, guys. I'll catch you on the flippity flip. If he, if, if he makes a move at him to try and finish the job, I will fire. Okay. So, Fleeple is unconscious, correct? Correct. That was not enough to bring me all the way to insta-death. It's a good thing you saved. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> I rolled that and I was like, okay, 28 points of damage, okay. Good. <laughs> that would really, Ned would hate me if he just died right now. Oh, man, it's, it's time for my Air Genasi fighter. Oh, it's true. <laughs> I was inspired by this kobold. <laughs> I heard of legend. <laughs> <laughs> Fleeple being unconscious, Lance, you had a... You're still holding your action, correct? If he moves to try and finish the job, then I will fire. But then it's back to my turn? Yes. Is he doing anything else on his turn, or is it, back, is it up to my turn? Uh, he just laughs and turns towards the kobolds and yells something in Draconic. <gasps> Whatever Draconic is. And he just... And the kobolds... Yeah, yeah. The woman has not been released yet, but it is your turn, Mal. Okay, while he's rallying his troops, I guess, Mal will look up at Lance and shout, take out the guy holding the sister. And she'll just, without waiting for a response, just boom, 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 run and grab uh, Fleeple up in her arms and dash away. Okay, so your movement, you can get there. You have to pick him up, which he's a body, so I'll say that's your action to pick up. So you won't be able to move away from the dragon. Is Fleeple 30 feet away from me? Uh, Fleeple is 30 feet. Remember, he backed up, taunting the guy. So you you would move to Fleeple, pick him up as an action, and then you would have your bonus action left to stay there, but both you and unconscious body of Fleeple would be exposed to this half-dragon. Okay, uh, I forgot that he was 30 feet away from me. So you can get to him, but that's about it. I'll still do the same. I'll run and pick him up in my arms and get ready to run again. So you rush over to Fleeple. As you rush over to Fleeple, you scoop him up right in front of the half-dragon, and the half-dragon just glares at you, ready for any motion that you make. Fleeple, I need you to make a death-saving throw, please. That you do. Let's say six. Six, one failure. Lance, it is your go. I'm still holding, waiting for what happens. If he makes a move to attack them, I will shoot him. Okay, just ignore me. It's fine. I'm not ignoring you, I'm protecting you, and if he doesn't, then I will shoot the other person you told me to. This dragon looks to you, Mal, as he looks to both you and Fleeple. He thinks for a few seconds, and he's holding his spear, and he just spits onto Fleeple's body, and this, as it hits his scales, and just this lightning crackles as it hits Fleeple's scales and he turns to the kobolds and goes release the woman our battle is done here and the kobold cuts the rope pushes the woman forward and Berga as soon as she's pushed forward just sprints from the keep to grab her, her sister and the dragon starts to walk away from you and so the dragon walks past you Mal away from the keep and as he's about to leave you he goes 
I'll have to feast upon your flesh another day, little one. And he walks. As he's walking away, Mal will turn with Fleeple still in her arms, looking after the dragon that's walking away. Just say, what was the point of this? He'll just turn a little bit out of initiative, but it goes. <laughs> I was really bored. And he just backs away and just disappears into the crowd of the kobolds. Anything else you want to do on your turn, Mal? Because Fleeple is still unconscious, and so I do need to make another death saving throw if you don't. No, I have that potion. Unless, like, was that speech my bonus action or was that my action? If you want to give him the potion now, you're fine. Great. I'm going to pop that off and I'll kneel down and cradle him better and pop off the top of the potion and pour it in his mouth. Great. That Roll 2d4 plus 2, Mickey. Eight points. Fleeple, what do you, what comes to your mind as you're unconscious? If anything. So yeah, as I am kind of swirling through unconsciousness, I'm just contemplating what victory is and trying to think of like, what was the best outcome in this situation? And as my eyes flutter back open, I say, did he release her? Mal will just nod quietly to him. And we won. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we did. And... She'll just stand back up with him, with Fleeple still cradled in her arms and walk back to the keep. I never realized how large your biceps are. (laughs) (laughs) You're swole. Mal will just laugh. Possible romance? (laughs) Just an an objective (laughs) statement. Mal will remember this. Mal will remember this. <laughs> so Lance, I assume you lower your bow as they walk towards the keep. Birgit, with her sister, rush to the keep. I will, yeah, as they're as they're walking to the keep, I'll I'll lower the longbow and I'll just hand it back to if the guard who gave it to me is still there. I'll just hand back hand it back to them and walk down the steps. And I will keep walking, not waiting for them. As the mayor was right next to you, as soon as the dragon, the half dragon walks away, the mayor leaves your side before you give hand the longbow off and just dashes downstairs towards Fleeple and Mal. But as you walk this lonely road, the only one you've ever known, into the keep, you walk off to the keep by yourself, Mal carrying Fleeple to the mayor, and the mayor going, Fleeple, are you all right? You're fine? You're awake? You're alive? Yes. 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 Okay, and he, he kind of, he's like grabbing your fleece and like your arm and like doesn't know what to do with himself. So he's being really awkward with how he handles you and Mal in, in this situation. Like you're you're good. Yes. 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 No. Nobody's dead. Mal will look at the mayor and say, uh, "Where's Escobar?" Escobar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Escobar. Um, I, I believe he's uh he's uh, d- downstairs making sure that nobody was entering the. Uh, the cellar, uh, in case we got overrun. And Mal will walk to the cellar. With Fleeple? Mm-hmm. Okay. The mayor goes, Fleeple, I must say, I've never known bravery such as yours, and Mal, yours as well. You truly are the heroes of this town this night. I can only hope that we do not need your services anymore, and that we could all take a rest and just let tonight be a, a distant memory. And this, these... 
trying to speak with you, have this conversation while you're going down to the cellar door. And as you, Lance, you're pretty much the first one to get here if uh, you'd like. And as you make your way down Escobar, you see Escobar with his massive uh, war hammer and he sees you come down and goes, Hey, adventurer, halt there. What? How goes things up there? Are we safe? Are we good? Your, your town is fine. <sighs> well, thank the shield lord for that. And he puts his warhammer off to the side, within easy reach, but not arming himself. And a minute later, the mayor and Mal and Fleet will come downstairs as well. He goes, Hi, mayor. Lance here says that we're fine. Is it be true? Is the danger past? Uh, yes. It appears to have passed for now. They were leaving our keep. And indeed, Mal and Fleeple, as you were walking in, everybody was retreating slowly away from the keep, which was a bit odd, but the half-dragons seemed to be true to his word to want no further bloodshed than the duel that he had. So we, we seem to be out of danger, but I ask everybody to please remain down here at least until the enemies have left our town entirely. He goes, hey, there be wisdom in that, everybody. Listen to the mayor. If we're here, we can defend. If we scatter about, we might just start the, the nightmare over again. And Escobar runs off to talk to some soldiers. Before he runs off, I want to bring Fleeple to him. Hey, oh, young Fleeple, why are you, are you feigning an illness? Or uh, I guess, oh my goodness, you're bloody. You're a paladin, right? Uh, I. Can you do anything for him? Can you heal him? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and he just haphazardly smack, like puts his hand over your face, Fleeple, and you just feel feel this divine energy just burst into you. And it's like, it's shocking, like, ah! But you heal five hit points. Hey, back up to Max. Uh, how, 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 how you feel there, Fleeple, your, your little one? Uh, I feel successful. We, there were some uh, some setbacks along the way. I'm going to be reviewing those, but on the whole, I feel like I did a pretty good job. Uh, you you look like you're on death's door. If I if I well, uh, that that's a that's a technicality. I uh, well, uh, your wound, uh, you're not bleeding anymore. So uh... yes, well, at least if I'm on death's door, I'm not through death's door. <laughs> <laughs> Big belly dwarf laugh. <laughs> And as he's laughing, I'm just like, what, what, what's going on? As he's laughing, I'm going to put Fleeple down, seeing that he's okay. Just ride him on his feet and say, thank you for healing him. I appreciate that. Um, he was the one who was brave enough to go out when apparently no one else was. And just leave Escobar. Escobar just leaves and just crowd control, so to speak. Anything in particular that you three would like to do... The dangers seemingly to have passed. You, nobody's banging down your door. Any conversations or goals that you have for like an hour time frame here? I would like to go talk to Lance. I was just probably grabbing some food because I'm starving. And I was going to go try and just rest like on a bed after I get food. So as you are grabbing some rations, some food, and moving slowly through the room, Mal somewhat gently grabs your arm just to get your attention and you turn and Mal's there in front of you and um, the both of you can make your way to the corner of a room a little bit private. I'm not gonna, I'm not following her or anything. I just stand there and look at her when she grabs me. Uh, thank you. Thank you for you know, not leaving. Thanks for having our back. 
You're idiots. <sighs> yeah, I know. But it, it felt like the right thing to do. I used, I used to be an idiot. Then I got somebody killed. So, I can't be around that anymore. What happened? I met you 24 hours ago. Um, so, uh, that's a little bit of a close to the vest story. Um, I was an idiot. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to tell me if... I was an idiot. I thought I was brave. I thought I was smart. I thought I knew. Turns out I knew nothing. So, I'm not going to be that way anymore. And as much fun as I've had with this group, as my life has been in danger countless times, I can't do that anymore. I made a promise. I don't think after we're out of this, I'm not sure you're going to see me. Well, I'd like to, if you wanted to stay. But I mean, uh, sorry, uh, uh, I get I get losing people. Um, I just, I really appreciated you being there for us today. Up, upstairs with your longbow, even though you didn't want to. Um, I, I... I wouldn't have, I would have shot him. I didn't care about her. I'm starting to care about you two, and that's why I don't like it. We're tired. Everyone's tired. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can see you got food. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this crap is. They call it, like, path mix. Not sure. Um, I'm just going to rest, uh, sit, think for a while. Um, I'm sorry you lost someone. It's my own fault. And I walk away. All right, Fleeple, while this is happening, is there anything particular you do? Yeah, I would like to go up to uh, Birgit and uh, apologize for stealing her fight. As you walk up to Birgit, she is still decked out in her armor with... uh, She's holding one of the children, which is her niece, uh, on her lap, and her sister is holding the other two, and they're just huddled close together talking, and just some of the kids are just clutching on tight and Birgit she looks at you and she goes young people I thank you for what you did when you didn't have to and uh seeing that she's not upset uh I smile I reach into my pack and pull out a stick of incense I light it at the tip with my produce flame and hand it towards her and say Bahamut's blessing be upon you and uh and upon you um you young little hero and as you walk up uh, as you hand it over some of the the three children they're just staring at you with some mixed expressions mixed because of just your strange appearance compared to everybody else in the town but also a little bit in awe and reverence to you and um Birgit's sister she um just stares at you and nods her head with terror in her eyes and I look at them and I hold out my holy symbol of Bahamut just say Vethimolik to our ooks blessings upon you thank you thank you very much which is Birgit's sister who says that to you so she goes thank you very much and they're just silent after that just trying to soak it all up so yeah I turn to see uh, where Mel and or Lance went and I bet that about at this time is probably when they're finishing up with their conversation. 
Yeah, roughly. Uh, I'm going to go rushing up to Lance, and I say, uh, sorry to have gone against your wishes. Um, I suppose this is probably the last we'll be seeing of each other, but um, in case you want to remember me, and I uh, reach into my pack, and I pull out another stick of incense, and I hand it towards him. I'll just... I'll just, I mean, I'll, I'll take whatever he's offering the incense. Goodbye. I'll walk away. Well, after a good hour of staying down here, Escobar and the mayor, they go, Everyone, excellent news. The cultists have left our town, and we can go back to our homes. Everybody be on high alert. If you have any fears, you are welcome to stay in the keep for the day, for the evening, for as long as you need. But you are free to go back. I think the danger has passed. And that's where we'll end tonight's session. And that's where everybody will level up! Oh, finally! Freaking heck. Oh, boy. Thanks for sticking with it, my players. And thank you all for sticking with uh, being in one location for a lot of episodes right at the beginning there. Thanks for sticking with us or skipping ahead to this episode. Either way, we just appreciate you listening to our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed playing. Now, from wherever you get your podcast from, please leave us a review. It helps boost our ratings throughout each podcast service, puts our show on other people's recommended feeds, and... It lets us know that you like what we're doing. If you want to write something a little longer than a review, you could also shoot us an email at icastfireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we're hoping to get the word out there and set this podcast on fire. Now, to get the most recent up-to-date content from all of us here, follow us on Instagram and Twitter using the handle icastfireball20. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, interesting insights from players and the Dungeon Master, and behind-the-scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. Now, we just want to give a quick shout-out to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where our resident kobold, Ned, takes a turn as a GM and runs through many one-month adventures using the Fate Accelerated Tabletop system. Now, whether you like tabletop games, improvisation, or hearing more from Ned, we recommend you go give them a listen. Lastly, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Tom's your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Salen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs>